Good morning, Good News Church. I am <laughs> I'm Pastor Chris. I oversee uh, the prayer and care ministry here at Good News Church. And this morning, I have the privilege of telling you about my best friend. Um, if you recognize that song, don't sing along because people might say, man, how old are they? So, um, and I don't remember it from my childhood either. So. <laughs> Father, we just bless your name. God, what a privilege it is to gather here together as a family. What a privilege it is to share your word. What a privilege it is to have brothers and sisters come together and dwell in unity. God, I ask for your Holy Spirit to come and speak to us today. God, I pray that they wouldn't hear my words, but they would hear only your words. Holy Spirit, would you come teach today? Would you come and hear? let them hear your voice today? God, would you come and bring revelation today? And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. This morning, I do want to tell you about my best friend. And just like that song said, my best friend is a warm-hearted person that will love you to the very end. My best friend is always there for me. My best friend comforts me when I'm down. My best friend always has the right thing to say. My best friend always has the right thing to pray. My best friend is Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. I hope that you can say Holy Spirit is your best friend too. And the whole goal today is to not just talk about Holy Spirit, but to move our relationship to a deeper level with him. You know, when we talk about Holy Spirit, sometimes people think of Holy Spirit as this weird mystical ghost that you might see on TV, but that's not who Holy Spirit is at all. Holy Spirit is a gentle, quiet, loving person. Holy Spirit is God. Amen. Amen. Sometimes we don't realize Holy Spirit is a person. And I want to talk to you about the person of Holy Spirit today. Um, Many times when we think of Holy Spirit, the first thing that we we think of or we talk about is um, the gifts and the power of the Holy Spirit. But that's not what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about the person of Holy Spirit. I do want to take just a couple of minutes to recap last weekend. My best friend was here and very, very real. And you might've saw some people falling down or you might've saw some people shaking. And I just want to take a minute to just explain that to you. Um, Acts one, eight says you'll receive power from on high when the Holy spirit comes upon you. Um, I'm a farm girl from Iowa and I don't know if you know what it feels like to grab a hold of electric fence. That's like what power from on high might feel like. It'll give you a good jolt and you might land on your backside. Amen. Um, anyway, and then, uh, um, second Chronicles seven, one through three, I'm not going to go to seven fourteen. like though. That's the only scripture we know from second Chronicles. <laughs> yeah, you're laughing because you know what I'm talking about. Second Chronicles seven, one through three is when Solomon had finished praying that fire came down from heaven and consumed the sacrifice and the glory of the Lord filled the temple. And the temple was so filled with his glory that the priests couldn't enter and offer sacrifices. And the people outside were bowed down on the pavement face down because the presence of the Lord was so thick. That's what we saw here last weekend. Holy Spirit made himself very, very real. Again, I don't want to talk about the manifestations and the gifts and the power, but the person of Holy Spirit today. Um, I would say that those are like the dessert. And I am a person that likes to eat the dessert first too. And I would always start with the dessert first, but I feel like we need to get the meal today. And so we can eat healthy and really know who the person of Holy Spirit is. I believe God is really calling this church to a new place and we can't go there unless we truly know who Holy Spirit is. So we're going to talk about the person of Holy Spirit today. 
Have you ever heard this saying? And I know I've said this to my own children. You are who you hang out with. You are who you hang out with. When you start hanging out with people, you start acting like them. You start talking like them. You start going to the places that they go to. You start doing the things that they do. You are who you hang out with. Alicia, do you remember me telling you that? Yes, I'm putting her on the spot. She's sitting there in the front row. I might as well just use her, huh? (laughs) Clyde's not here, so I can't use him right now. But I am going to tell you stories. Uh, (laughs) Um... Yeah, I'm um, sorry. <laughs> you are who you hang out with. I want to begin to talk about who Holy Spirit is here this morning. Uh, Holy Spirit is the third person of the Trinity. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. I'm sure you've heard that in scripture before. God, um, the third person of the Trinity is not less important than the other two, God the Father, God the Son, just because he's listed as the third person of the Trinity. Holy Spirit is listed as the third person of the Trinity. He's not less important, he's, um, but he, he's equally as important as the other two parts of the Trinity. Um, Holy Spirit didn't just show up on the day of Pentecost. He's been here since the beginning. In Genesis 1-1, it says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. That word for God in the Hebrew is Elohim. And that word, it's a plural, God. Genesis 1-2 is that the Holy Spirit hovered over the earth. Holy Spirit was right there in Genesis, right there at the beginning of everything. Holy Spirit was hovering over the earth. If you can imagine the size of the earth, earth, and yet Holy Spirit was hovering over, over the entire earth. Can you imagine the vastness, the size, the magnitude of who Holy Spirit really is? And then um, Genesis one twenty six. this is God speaking. Let us make man in our image and our likeness. Um, God is speaking and he's, he's telling, he's saying, uh, again, that's plural. Let us make man in our plural image and our likeness. Does anyone know what the personal pronoun that's used in the Bible for Holy Spirit? Anybody? He exactly right. It's he, it's not it. Holy Spirit is not an it. He's a person. Amen. Holy Spirit is a person. I'm going to share some, you know, it, it, uh, just, uh, just what I just read. Genesis 1:26. Let us make man in our image and our likeness. If we're made in the image and likeness of God, God is a person. Holy Spirit is a person. Jesus was a person. I'm going to read some attributes of, of Holy Spirit being a person. We have a slide with those. You're not going to be able to write them all down, but they will be on, the, on mygoodnews.church. Holy Spirit is a friend. Holy Spirit is a teacher. Holy Spirit is a helper. Holy Spirit gives love. Holy Spirit has a will. Holy Spirit can be insulted. Holy Spirit can be grieved and Holy Spirit can be resisted. Um, there's a going on in the third service today. There's a small group about its transformations. Holy Spirit. You're going to hear these and probably three or four times more that of that, of who actually a Holy Spirit is as a person. If you attend that small group, um, let's look at, uh, John 14, 16 and 17. And I will pray the father and he will give you another helper that he may abide with you forever. The spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him for he dwells with you and he will be in you. 
I will pray the father. I will pray the father. I will ask the father and he will give you. There's no doubt in Jesus's mind. He will give you. There's, there's no doubt. There's no unbelief. If I ask the father, he's going to give you another helper. That word another there means I'm the same kind. I'm going to, he's going to send one of the exact same kind to you. He's going to send you another helper. Helper is the word parakletos. We've all heard that. It's the word for Holy Spirit um, in the Greek. He's going to send you another one that's going to come alongside of you. He's going to be with you. He's going to be your advocate. He's going to be like an attorney for you. And then um, that he may abide with you forever. That word abide is living so close in proximity. He is right with you. And Holy Spirit is going to abide with you forever. And then the last part was that, um, let me go back and read that, uh, the spirit of truth that the world cannot receive because they don't see him, but you know him because he lives with you and he'll live in you. Let's talk about Holy spirit living within you in John chapter three, um, verses three through five, Jesus, um, Nicodemus is asking Jesus, how can I be born again? How can I enter into the kingdom of heaven? And Jesus says to Nicodemus, you must be, you must be born of water and of the spirit. You must be born again. You must be born of water, which is a picture of repentance. And you must be born of the spirit. That's inviting Holy spirit to come and live inside of you. That's the Bible says that, um, the Bible says in first Corinthians six nineteen that we're temples of the Holy spirit, Romans eight eleven the spirit of God who raised Christ from the dead lives inside of you. You know, if we really understood who lived inside of us, the one that was risen from the dead, the one that rose others from the dead, the one that healed the sick and cleansed the lepers, the one that turned water into wine, the one that fed 5,000 with five loaves and two fish, that's who lives inside of you. If we could really get an understanding of the power that lives inside of us, the church would be so unstoppable today. I think that's our biggest problem is we just don't get the power that resides with inside of us. We've got to know him. We've got to know Holy Spirit. You've got to know who you're hanging out with. You know, this isn't a long distance relationship. Holy Spirit, and you know what? None of us are good at long distance relationships, are we? I, you know what? I've tried it. Clyde lived in Turkey before we got married. I did not enjoy that a bit. Um, anyway, but uh, Holy Spirit lives within you. He's not far away. He's as close as the mention of his name. And if he's living inside of us, we need to get to know who's living inside of us. He goes everywhere with us. There's no place that he doesn't go that we go that he doesn't go. There's nothing that we watch that he doesn't watch. There's nothing that we listen to that he doesn't listen to. And there's nothing that we see that he doesn't see. Holy Spirit is living within us. Let's look at uh, Ephesians 4.30, and I'm just going to read the first part of that verse. And do not bring sorrow to God's Holy Spirit by the way you live. I'd encourage you not to grieve Holy Spirit. He's a person. Don't grieve Holy Spirit by some of our daily habits and activities. Just because no one else sees doesn't mean that he doesn't see. If someone's living inside of you, we need to get to know him. When I, um, I'm sure everybody in this room has had to learn to get to, had to learn how to live with somebody else. And my biggest tackle was learning to live with Clyde when we got married. That's like taming a tiger. (laughs) Oh, he is in here. (laughs) Um, anyway, so, so when we first got married, you know, we moved to Turkey and their first, first morning at our new apartment, he walks out of the kitchen with this great big mixing bowl. 
full of a whole box of frosted flakes and a big old spoon, a serving spoon. And he ate it just like this. He wasn't even eating normal. And I was like, what are you doing? You eat cereal in a, a cereal bowl. No, that's the way he ate. And you know what? He, he would leave his toothbrush on the counter because it had to dry before you could put it in the, in the toothbrush dispenser. And he would drink the Hawaiian punch straight from the can. Yeah. Ooh, I heard somebody say, Ooh, it was Terry. I think, <laughs> you know, Clyde's ways were not like my ways and Clyde's thoughts were not like my thoughts. And there was part of me that really had to be patient. I probably wasn't as patient as Holy spirit. Holy spirit is he's waiting patiently for us to become like him, for us to change our ways to become like him. And you know, I probably didn't wait quite as silently or as patiently as Holy spirit did. Um, you know, we're, 34 years down the road and Clyde eats his cereal out of a normal bowl. Now, <laughs> praise the Lord. He still leaves his toothbrush on the bathroom counter though. And you know what? I just started drinking from the can too. <laughs> Holy spirit wants you to change to become like him. He's not going to change for you. We've got to change to become like him. Amen. Uh, John, T John 14, 25 through 28. And I'm not going to read all of this. It's a message translation. So they're more of a paraphrased version. I'm telling you these things while I'm still with you, the friend, the Holy spirit, whom the father will send at my request will make everything plain to you. He will remind you of things that I have told you. Right here, Holy Spirit is referred to as our friend. A friend is someone that you have affectionate feelings towards. I believe Holy Spirit has those affectionate feelings towards us. But my question back to you is, do we have those affectionate feelings back towards him? That's what he's looking for. It's also a part of the definition for friend is to have a personal regard for. Do we have personal regard for Holy Spirit? He is a person. Um, he told us that he will remind us of the things to come. That's what a friend does. A friend reminds you of things. Jody is so good about sending me a text. And Marsha is so good about sending me these texts. Did you remember to do this? Have you done this yet? That's what a friend does. A friend helps remind you. There's times when I'm praying. There's times when I'm praying and I'll just know something. And the only way I know it is because of my friend, Holy Spirit, is reminding me and telling me about something. We need to have that intimate relationship with him. Holy Spirit is the one reminding us. Let's look at uh, John 16, 13. When the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own, but he will tell you what he has heard. And he will tell you about the future. Okay. The Holy Spirit is the one. The Holy Spirit of truth comes and he will guide you into all truth. Holy Spirit is your guide. He's the one. If you follow after a guide, he's going to give you all the right information. He's going to lead you in the right direction. But if you, but if you don't follow the guide, you're going to get off path. You're going to, you're going to wander in places you shouldn't be wandering at. This last summer we went, we had this opportunity to go and I can't remember the name of the place we went. Um, it was in, it was in um, Naples, Italy, and it was with Mount Vesuvius and that whole Anyway, I can't remember the name of it. So we, we were looking, we're going through all these ruins and there's there's thousands of people there. And we, I was following the tour guide. I was following her. She had her flag up. And every time I looked around, guess where Clyde was at? He was wandering off the path, nowhere to be found. 
you know what? When I got to the end of the tour, I made it all the way to the end. I knew all the information, not Clyde. You know what? Because he had to, he had to find his own way. He had to do his own thing. Um, Holy Spirit will not speak on his own. First of all, when I read that Holy Spirit, will he will not speak on his own. That tells me he still speaks to us. He's not going to speak what he thinks or hears he, or he knows he's going to speak with the father in heaven, what the father in heaven and Jesus are talking about in the throne room. He's going to tell us about the future. He's going to remind us and he's going to tell us about the things to come. We need Holy Spirit to be our guide. We need to stay so connected with him. Um, let me see Galatians five, 22 and 23. I just want to examine our evidence of how much Holy spirit is actually living inside of you. There's many that would call this the fruit of the spirit. I like to call it evidence of Holy spirit Galatians five, 22 and 23, but the Holy spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against these things. You are who you hang out with. Are you producing these kinds of attributes? Are you producing love and joy and peace and self-control? Are we producing that? If you're, if we're not, we need to hang out with this best friend. We need to hang out with Holy spirit, become like him. It's a true paradigm. The more you hang out with somebody, you become like them. That is, that's the way it is. The Bible says that people perish for the lack of knowledge. That's Hosea 6, 4. That word, no, that word, part of knowledge, that, that doesn't mean people perish because they haven't read enough books. It means people perish because they don't know me. That's what Holy Spirit is saying. People perish. People don't know me and they don't have the fullness of my spirit because they truly don't know me. Today, I'm telling you about him, but it's your job to get to know him. And I would encourage you to get to know him. It is so worth getting to know all of Holy Spirit, knowing Holy Spirit as a person, allowing him to become your best friend. Jesus said in John 16, seven, he said it was better that he would go away. So the spirit can come, you know, I can't even imagine what his disciples thought here. They're following this man. They're sure that he's the Messiah. They're sure that he's their King, that he's going to rescue them from all of the, the bondage and everything that's going on with the Romans. And yet he says, it's better that I go away. How can it be better? You've just healed the sick. You've just raised the dead. You've just healed the leopard. You've just made this man's arm grow out. How can this be better if you leave? And Jesus, Jesus tells them that he's sending his spirit When we, when we talk about Holy Spirit in the Bible, we talk about the omnipresence of God. That's a long word. That means he's everywhere. Omnipresence means God's everywhere. Remember at the beginning, Genesis one, two, um, Holy Spirit hovered over the earth. If you want to understand, we can't even um, rationalize in our mind, the massive magnitude of how large, how, how massive, how everywhere Holy Spirit is. He's everywhere. He's, um, the word spirit in the, in the new Testament is the word pneuma P N E U M A. It means air. It's he's holy, holy. He's not just air. He's holy. He's Holy spirit. He's God's spirit. That's everywhere. He's not just in Jerusalem when we need him here in Omaha, Nebraska. He's as close as the mention of his name. Uh, one thing that I really, really, really want to leave you guys with today is the importance of having relationship with Holy spirit. To know Holy Spirit is to know God. 
Your relationship with Holy Spirit may not look like my relationship with Holy Spirit. I'm friends with Pastor Raphael. Pastor Jason is a friend with Pastor Raphael as well. And when they, when they greet each other, man, they just bang each other on the back. They're whack, and they're doing this handshake. Well, you know what? I don't do that with Pastor Raphael. My relationship's different with him. Victoria is his wife. Her relationship is, she's a friend of his too, but her relationship is different yet than mine or Pastor Jason's. Don't, don't compare your relationship with Holy Spirit to mine or anybody else's. Your relationship is your relationship. When you begin to make comparison, all you do is get discouraged. And you know what? You don't know what that person went to, to get, went through to get to that place and their relationship with Holy Spirit either. It's your responsibility to nurture that relationship. Nobody's going to do it for you. It's up to you. I wish I wished I could do it for you because I I'm a mama kind and I would fix it and I would surely do it for you because I, I believe in it that much. When I think of somebody that had an incredible relationship with Holy Spirit, it was Paul the Apostle. He, um, he said he was taught by the spirit. He was comforted in storms and trials by Holy spirit. He got, he received boldness to preach the, the uncompromised gospel to the ends of the earth. He, he said he prayed in the spirit more than all of us. He said he didn't come with a demonstration, eloquence of speech, but a demonstration of the spirit's power. I can truly say, I believe that Paul had an incredible relationship with Holy spirit. And I would go so far as to say, Holy, he and Holy spirit were best friends. When you develop a relationship with someone you love, you enjoy spending time with them, doing what they do, laughing with them. Yes, we can laugh with Holy Spirit. You cry with them, you trust them, and you become devoted friends. The importance of knowing Holy Spirit as a friend is that you become like him. You become like him. That's the bottom line. When you spend time with someone, you become like them. That's really the importance of knowing Holy Spirit. Now I just want to wind up and Carissa, if you and Aaron would come, I want to wind up with how do we, how do we have relationship with Holy Spirit? I'm a how person. I'm a practical person at times. Um, my husband may not say that though, <laughs> but fellowship with the Holy spirit. Let's look at second uh, Corinthians 13, 14, and I'm reading from the new living translation. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God and the fellowship of Holy spirit be with you. The fellowship of Holy spirit. That's what we're going to focus on. The fellowship of Holy spirit. You know, when you start looking at other translations, the new King James says, and the communion of Holy spirit and the message translation says, and the intimate friendship of Holy spirit. When you start looking at other translations, you really can get a better idea, a better understanding of what Holy spirits, what God's really trying to relay to us. But we're going to focus on that word fellowship. The Greek word there for fellowship, we've all heard it before. It's koinonia. And I'm going to read the definition maybe a little differently today. companionship with Holy Spirit, communication with Holy Spirit, intimacy with Holy Spirit, sharing together with Holy Spirit. These are all definitions of fellowship, partnership with Holy Spirit, joint participation with Holy Spirit and mutual association with Holy Spirit. I just want to land on three of those words, fellowship, partnership, and intimacy. Those are the three keys really that you're going to need to develop a relationship with Holy Spirit. First one we're going to start with is fellowship. That is, that is sharing together, laughing together, 
crying together, spending time together, knowing what's going on in each other's lives, knowing about each other, keeping up on what's going on, having constant communion, having constant conversation. We see that in the book of Acts over and over again, constant conversation. They were constantly asking the Lord, should we go here? Should we do this? What would you like us to do? They yielded everything to Holy Spirit. Partnership. It's partners, companions, fellow workers. It's the idea of working together to get the job or mission accomplished. Accomplished. When we partner with the Holy Spirit, we spread. It's, it's about spreading the good news to the ends of the earth. Like Pastor Raphael talked about India. It's, it's Victory Boxing Club. It's going to Walmart and sharing the good news at, with the Holy Spirit's prompting. Maybe it's getting on a serve team here at Good News. Maybe it's starting a small group and inviting everybody in your neighborhood. That's partnering with Holy Spirit to, to advance the kingdom. 1 Corinthians 3 and 9 says we are laborers together with God. And then the last one is intimacy. The way we say this in the prayer room is into me, see. God, look into me and see. This is the deepest level of fellowship. There's nothing hindered. There's nothing, there's nothing held, held back from. It's sharing your deepest thoughts, secrets, and desires from the heart. That's what intimacy is. When you give your full self to Holy Spirit and he, he releases his full self back to you, he releases that spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him that we're always praying for. He releases the vastness of his, his power, his gifts. He's looking for intimacy with each one of us. And lastly, how do we do this? Prayer, worship, and the word. I wish I could say there was some other way. I wish I could, but I really don't know. It, it's getting to know him. When you, you are who you hang out with, when you hang out with Holy Spirit in prayer and worship, you get to know him. I do want to talk to that person this morning that says, you know what, prayer doesn't work for me. Today, I encourage you to lay every thought of discouragement aside from that. I encourage you to not have to try to figure out what you should say, not figure out what you should be hearing, not try to not try to conquer this thing, not try to not try to fix it, but just rest in him to get to know Holy Spirit. We have to do a few things. We have to make him a priority. He's got to be the first thing and not the last thing. We've got to be intentional about developing relationship with Holy Spirit. Again, we develop relationship with Holy Spirit because it's to be like him. The Bible says to be whole, we're to be holy as our father in heaven is holy. That's how we're to live as a church today. We sometimes we need to set boundaries when we're going to have time with the Lord. You know, I love my phone. I love to listen to worship. I love to listen to devotionals on there. But there's times I get too wrapped up and maybe I should check my emails. Maybe I need to respond to that email. I need to do this. I need to do that. Let me check my calendar for the day. And then I'm distracted and I'm not looking on the one who I love. I'm not giving him my first. I'm not giving him my best. Building relationship with Holy Spirit, making Holy Spirit your best friend is not about getting your prayers answered. I know that might seem like ouch to everyone, but just because I spent time with my friend Jody, I wouldn't expect her to give me a gift, would I? No, that's not the true essence of a relationship. That's not a true friendship. Getting your prayers answered is a byproduct of true relationship with Jesus Christ, with, with Holy Spirit. 
friends are there to help you out. Friends that, that friends do, they help each other out. They're there for each other. They carry each other through dark times. And that's what Holy Spirit is there for. We need to talk to him. We need to listen for him. We need to wait for him. We need to linger with him. We need to laugh with him and we need to weep with him. We need to share our dreams, our fears, our failures, our successes, our secrets and our sorrows with him. Another way, we need to sing to him. If you wake up in the morning and you have a song in your mind, he's the one who put it there. Sing it back to him. Sing him a new song. Sing in the spirit. Sing in the natural. I don't sing well, but I sing to Jesus. I sing to Holy Spirit. We need to make our relationship with Holy Spirit personal. Don't say, when we, t- when we make something personal, I wouldn't say, um, wow, Holy Spirit is so great. I would say, Holy Spirit, you are so great. We're talking personally to him. Talk personally to Holy Spirit. Read the word out loud. Ask God for revelation before you read the word. Ask him to give you revelation and he'll give it. The end goal is for Holy Spirit to become your best friend. That all happens in the secret place. That happens in corporate prayer and worship gatherings. That happens in gatherings like this. That happens in your garage or in your car or when you're cooking a meal or when you're doing laundry. It's constant koinonia. It's constant fellowship with Holy Spirit. It's constant fellowship, partnership, and intimacy with Holy Spirit. I'm going to ask you to stand. I think that there's probably, there could be some in this room this morning that you're thinking, I don't have that relationship with Holy Spirit. And it may be because you've never asked Jesus Christ into your life to be Lord of your life. You've never said, Jesus, I, you know what? I'm yours. I want you to be Lord and Savior. And if that's you this morning, and if you're ready, and you're ready to start having that relationship with Jesus Christ, God the Father, God the Holy, God, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, I'd invite you to come this morning. Don't be embarrassed because I'm going to have other people come too. And if that's you this morning, this is the day that will change your life. Jesus changed my life. I had to ask somebody. Nobody stood up here and asked me, you know, said, hey, if you want Jesus to come into your life and you want to be born again, I had to say, you know what? I want to know how to get born again. And this is being born again. It's starting your life all over. So if you want to, if that's you this morning, don't be ashamed. Don't be embarrassed. Would you come on down? I'll have people pray with you this morning. But what I, for the rest of you, I really sense the Lord is saying, just he's saying, I want to know you. Would your prayer be this morning? Could your response be to come to the altar with your prayer and your cry? Holy Spirit, I want you to be my best friend. I want you, I want to know you. I want you to be my best friend. You know, there's, I am so passionate about prayer, but when it comes to Holy Spirit, it's above that. I can't live without Holy Spirit. I can't live without this deep, intimate relationship with Holy Spirit. It doesn't matter how far you think you're down the road and I don't need a greater deeper intimacy with Holy Spirit. You know what? This morning, he he wants more. 
He wants more from you. We'll never attain that fullness until we're face to face with him in heaven. So this morning, I'm asking you to respond. I'm asking you to respond. If you want Holy Spirit to be your best friend, would you come to the altar this morning? Would you say, they're going to sing the song, I want to know you. I want to know you. Can that be your prayer this morning? Holy Spirit, I want to know you. I want to move to a deeper place. Again, if we're going to, if this church is going to go to a new place, we've got to know Holy Spirit as a person. We've got to know him as our best friend. Holy Spirit, I want to know you. I want to know you.